Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast and we've got an exciting edition in store this evening as we look forward and we look, we look back and then we look forward. But before we get into it, and we've got a special guest in the studio with us tonight, all the way from Vancouver, and if you don't know where that is, it's over in Canada. And we've got Terry, who's uh, one of the posters on Vital Latics, is Vancouver Latics, and he's over here at the moment and he's popped in this evening. How are you doing, Terry? I'm doing fine, Boris. Nice to see you all. Nice to be here. How come you're a Latics fan, if you don't mind me asking, if you live in... Well, I was born in Walgate, raised in Nolly Hall, got married and moved back to Walgate, and uh, always been a football fan, uh, yeah, rather than a Latics fan. When I left here, I don't know what I was saying. I don't know whether it was in the language combination of the Northern Premier League. I'm not too sure. And what year was that be then? 74. Would have been in the, no- in the Northern, Northern Prem- Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, can you remember any place from that time? No, hell no, I can't remember my mother's name from that time, never mind playing. <laughs> what about, <laughs> right, I can't what about Barry Worthington? He was playing around that time, wasn't he? He was, he was playing, he was playing with, he was playing with Wigan Rovers. Or he was yeah, I remember that team too, Did over in, uh, in the Saddle then. Oh, well, they, they used to play at the Saddle then, they, yeah. they moved to St James's Park. Well, they must have moved when I left here then, because they had that little shanty town over on uh, just the other side of the railway tracks. That all put pool stock near, near the... Near yeah, the uh, that was a hell of a ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's had potential, but it never met it. it never, nobody nobody <laughs> ever <laughs> did anything about it. Never no. met it. No. Anyway, it's great to have you here, sorry, and we'll I hope you have got a good, good input tonight yeah, and enjoy thanks, yourself yeah. amongst fellow Latics fans. Right, let's get straight on to it. Uh, the first thing I'd like us to do this evening is uh, just take a quick look back at the Watford game. Uh, Paul's doing something with his fingers about introducing introductions. Well, I don't think I need to tonight. I think we can just crack on with it because it's the usual crowd, isn't it? Yeah. The usual crowd. Um, Apart from our guest. Apart from the guest, yeah. Apart from our guest. Right, so the Watford game. I've got the stats in front of us. The the only real stat from that is that we lost 1 0. Um, Anybody want to start us off? Well, I've got to point out that the BBC reported a completely different set of statistics that said that Watford had the better of the game, I have to say. So we're back to the old BBC versus the rest of the football analysts, aren't we? Yes. Uh, I think they make them up, to be honest. I think they, they, they compile everybody else's t- and then just uh, just have a quick flick through and, and just add our t- subtracts as they see fit. But anyway, uh, goal attempts. 10 to 6 in Watford's favour, on target 4 to 2. That says a lot to me that we only had two efforts on goal, and I think that highlights <laughs> the fact that we're missing this striker, but I'm running away with it here. Anyway, Rob, what did you, th- what did you think? Have you. Uh... Unfortunately, it's the first game I've not actually seen for a long time, a long time, but I listened to the commentary on Wish FM, and it's evidently. Like I say, you only have to look at the statistics from the last few games. We've hardly had any attempts on target. Uh, and we're, we are really missing any sort of genuine striker up front. But obviously it was always going to be a tough game. A big, tough ask going down to Watford. They were a good side, aren't they, at home? Good championship team. But I think... We've, you know, we've got to get some bodies in. Clearly, mm. I mean. it's harder to score goals when perfectly valid ones get chalked off and all. Well, there is that to it, and then obviously. <coughs> well, we'll come to that in a minute. We'll come to that in a minute. I mean, Greg's not here yet. It's coming, Greg. But Greg went to the game, and I know he's been waxing lyrical about how we played. Uh, he, th- he thought we were fantastic, and and didn't deserve 
uh, anything but a win edge of the game. So uh, it's just a pity he's not here at the moment. But I do believe he's interviewing some. I do believe he's interviewing some Slovenian guy from Maribor. So that's where he's up to at this moment in time. But he's coming. He's got some exciting news for, for us. But getting on to the penalty and the goal disallowed. Uh, I've seen it. I've got my own opinion. Anybody else seen it? Yes. What penalty? Yeah. The penalty that wasn't given, Mick. It's not a penalty, then, is it? Right. So that's your opinion, <laughs> Gareth. When I first saw it, I looked at it and thought, I can see why the referee hasn't given it. Okay. I've watched it several times, thinks I don't. I don't think it was a penalty. Well, that's your opinion, Paul. I think it's one of those decisions that you can justify both ways. You could quite easily justify it being given because he took his foot away, but nothing was happening, and you know you can see it why they wouldn't give it because it was there was no intent there. He was clearing the ball, but well, uh, if a player's clever enough to take the ball away from you before you kick it and you end up kicking the player, which is what happened. Yeah, penalty. Sorry, in penalty. my view. Yeah, in my view. Yeah. Dan, seen it? I haven't seen any highlights of it, but I have heard on the radio that it was supposedly a stonewaller. And also Paul Kendrick says it so. If Paul Kendrick says it was a penalty, then it must right. be a penalty. Okay, Rob? <laughs> well, Neil Rimmer said it was a penalty, so I'll go with him. Right. Terry, yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? No, I was, a, I was on the ferry over going over the channel when all this happened. Right. I didn't even know what score it was then, did I? Mick, so. have you seen it? No, you said yeah, it was I've seen it. Penalty. I've seen it. And uh, <sighs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on this one, Paul. It could be given, it could not. But you know what? Through it... What persuaded the referee was again the, the uh, theatricals of the Wigan Athletic player oh. in overdoing the dive. I'd have to disagree. I'm he, sorry, he, but he cleaned him out. No, yeah, he did not clean him out. Almost like Espinosa at Langley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just too theatrical. Yeah. You know, if, you, if they put well, too much effort into it, yeah, that was a you can tell ball. straight away. If it if had just gone down, it'd have given it. He was ever going to give a penalty because I think he was bottling it by this stage. He'd come into that game, I thought, with, with a half decent reputation. But also, I've read reviews on this referee, and it says well, if it's late in the game, he never makes the big decisions. And, Andy and that's Andy Mavley. And that's exactly what happened on, on, on Saturday for me. I thought he had a big decision late in the game, which would have affected the results. There was a massive big decision it. to be made at the beginning of the game, only what, seven minutes in, was it? Something like yeah, well, that. The line hold did made that, not yeah, Well, it's not, he can overrule him, can't he? He can still overrule it's him. It's a bit hard to overrule an offside this flag, though. Well, right? I, I know it is, but at the same time, he has the right to do that, doesn't he? Where was the, where was the linesman for the, um, the penalty incident then? You know, obviously. It was, it was on the other side of the pitch to be The referee was stood four, four yards away. Now, Gareth just says no penalty at all, don't you? Yeah. No, I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was part of the direction that he was running and the theatricals mm. that, that made me think that it wasn't a penalty. Nick Powell was in the air and his foot was it from one end and if you've got something that, that's not anchored down and you, you clip one end of it, it's going to go spinning. Yeah, the other so thing I don't is, think necessarily there was that much in the It way was Lloyd Doyle who did it and he's not a small guy, is he? Yeah. He's a big fella mm. and he's... And he's Put his foot through the ball, thinking the ball's probably. I don't think it was deliberate, and he's going to put his foot through the ball. Powell's just been too quick for him, nipped it yeah. off his toe, and ended up getting kicked. I'm a pound to a pinch. If that happened outside the box, we'd have got a free kick. It's not as pressure as it's to say no. I said this very often every week. I like to throw things around the other yeah. way. And had it been in our penalty area, I wouldn't have wanted 
But I wouldn't. But I'd have had my hands because I thought it was going to be given. Having said that, if if we'd have got away with that, I'd have been sat there with a sigh of relief. So, yeah. Uh, No, then. Okay, so we'll have to agree to disagree on that one then. But I think I might have voted slightly. But Rob. (laughs) I'm going penalty. But you've not seen it, have you? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Rob. It's a pity you weren't refereeing. Well, yeah, it's a club. Uh, even if it wasn't, I'd say it was anyway. Yeah. Dan's back. Come to the toilet. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Oh. Um. Greg's here. Just in time. Just in time. Just in time. Good evening, gents. Come in, Greg. We're just debating the penalty appeal. We're just debating the penalty appeal. Lloyd Doyley on. On, uh, on Powell. On Nick Powell, yeah. Yeah, it's bad in that, wasn't it? Okay, well, we've. I've been outvoted slightly here. That. Uh, I don't think it was a stone waller, but it was a penalty. It's so a penalty. it wasn't a stone waller? I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a bit harsh on the defenders, isn't it? Because the defender just stuck his leg out and he ran over it. But he still he's impeded him. It's a penalty, for me. Penalty. It's not yeah. as bad as yourself. Well, yeah, if you look at it from that respect, he's took Powell down and stopped Powell from any chance of getting onto the ball and, and doing something with it. Uh, and uh, also the match reporter from uh, the Wigan Observer, the Wigan Evening Post, and various other publications, Mr. Paul Kendrick, highly regarded amongst the press fraternity. Uh, what was your view on this uh, incident? I thought it was a Stonewall penalty, yeah. absolutely. Right, on that we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, there was another controversial incident, wasn't there, as well? The disallowed goal. Uh, now, the highlight show on the BBC, you don't really see it from the side, so it's difficult to tell, but judging the pace of the run and everything, it looked like he'd run from behind, behind him. him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you was there, Greg, were you? Yeah, I mean, from sitting behind it, I mean, Paul had a much, much better view than me, he's at the side of the pitch, I was behind it. But from, from behind the goal, we were all saying, like, oh, it couldn't be an offside, it must have been a shove or something, because, like you say, it was an overlap, it looked like an overlapping run wherever it came from, you know. He, he was behind his man, and then all of a sudden he's given offside, and he obviously wasn't Powell, was it? No. So, and then I sent a text and he said, Oh, yeah, it was McLean. And, but, like you say, it's an head angle. Head angle. But if you, if you can look up and watch after the ball's been played, you can look at the man that's going to run for it and see him go past somebody, he can't have been offside. No. And, and that, you know, that's what it looks like from my highlights. So, yeah, for me, that's a. Rubbish decision. Rubbish decision, right. I was going to swear then, but you told me not to. No more swearing, I no. Something that I didn't realise, Barry, until speaking to the, the management this week, there's a question mark about their goal as well. Apparently they've seen that from different angles. Line of sight? Yeah. There, there, was a, there was a striker stood right in front of Carson, three yards offside, which again, they never showed no. on the, the BBC thing. And but you don't get them these days, no, do you? No. But I mean, it's the same yeah. linesman who'd somehow given McLean offside, yeah. but he wasn't. And then to miss that... I don't think that was what Mum was... I don't think I was as blatant as the management there. I don't know only Coyle's picked up on it because I thought it was our defender blocking Carson. But we never get them, do we? We've benefited from those decisions in the past. I'm recording last year. Yes. We did exactly the same thing. Uh, Speaking further about the ball, I don't want anybody else's opinion. I mean, for me, James Perch got a cracking blocking and it was really unlucky to land at the Watford play. How do you pronounce it? Batachi, yeah, Batachi. Or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he took it well with the team, but it was unfortunate that it landed in his feet for him to strike it all because Butch got a cracking block. He did, he did, yeah, he did, he did, and um, a, a, another big disappointment from the game was the departure of Fortuny on 25 minutes. I'll be any update on. Um, he's definitely not playing
the hopeful the first game back after the international that's his that's his target we should be Blackpool away is it yes 19th uh, okay. but the hopeful that Hope will play on Sunday oh yeah. he's he nearly ready for nearly ready for what yeah he's not ready for tomorrow but no. there's, there's the really hope but you, you wouldn't risk him for tomorrow even if you if you were close would you no no good finish though by Batachio mm. I thought good finish well placed yeah uh, and just before we move on from the Watford game, Greg, uh, you were there, and I, I've seen you waxing lyrical about the uh, the style of play that we had. It was it was brilliant. Like you know, it was a lot more passing, you know, than there usually was than there has been sorry so far this season, which I know a lot of people have missed. But not only that, I thought we looked a threat going forward. I mean, too many times on the Martin, as we said, we just passed it flat flat along the back, and we didn't look good with it. We looked threatening with the ball and. It's just the lack of the man in the middle. It's not Powell's fault, you know. We we, we don't have some, an imposing threat than someone making the right runs at the right time. I thought we played superb. I thought we were the better side. So you know, there's there's positives in that in, in that respect. It's just a bit unfortunate didn't get the rub of the green and you just move on, don't you? We move on and move on. Indeed, is what we'll do now. So Thursday, massive piece of history as far as those latics are concerned. I know Terry's just described in 1974 where he set off. Uh, sail for Canada in his uh, kayak was it a kayak uh, yeah it was a raft a raft <laughs> yeah. there was a raft of you that way Contiki I believe Contiki but back in those days would we ever have believed that we'd host a European football night at Wigan Athletic a competitive game never did we never and lo and behold Maribor in town come all the way from sunny Slovenia or snowy Slovenia whatever it is <coughs> down here and uh, they've rolled up and we've got them tomorrow now I know Paul might have a bit of news on team selection for tomorrow yeah we've just been to the the press conference um, we've just been watching Maribor train actually and, uh, pretty decent didn't they as they stretched and ran around the stadium and mm. <laughs> 10-15 minutes didn't see any ball work but uh, oh that's good to <laughs> So you didn't see you saw stretchy but not yeah, playing yeah, with the they, balls. They stretched. Greg was saying they stretched very well, didn't you? you saying <laughs> Yeah, I thought they were very, <laughs> good, they're, they're very good at stretching. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of stretching on the yeah. Wednesday website tomorrow. Yeah. As far as team selection goes, yeah, there's a few injuries that uh, the usual suspects Holt, Fortune, um, Maloney, um, Caldwell, def- Ramis. I would yeah, say. definitely <laughs> not going to be risked those three. So it's. Um, he said if he's, he named up a few people would definitely play. Boise's going to be captain. Gomez definitely playing in the midfield. Obviously, Carson will stay in goal. And um, Rogner's a big doubt with the, the leg injury that he came off at Watford. But uh, he's he's pledged to, to play as you know as decent a team as he can. And he's he's going all out for the win. None of this resting players and stuff. You know, he's going to be a strong yeah. team, and they're going all out. Very positive. He wants to entertain the fans and, and welcome European football to Wigan with a bang. So Brilliant. very optimistic. What sort of gates are they looking at? Do we know any ideas? Well, tickets. Or? It's impossible to say because obviously season ticket holders can get in for free. So if, yeah. if everyone turns up and a couple of thousand walk on, I believe they've sold between 150 and 200. So uh, it might be half full, so 12, 13,000, depending on how many season tickets. Well, I mean, it's you know. If, you, if it's in for free, you've got to come, haven't you? I mean, yeah, not everybody <laughs> takes two and a half thousand yeah. to away games. Well, I, I know, I know. You've got obviously you've got a, a huge chunk of season ticket holders. That, there's, there's a headline figure for tickets sold thus far. 
Sounds poor. Is it pay on the? I take it you can pay on the day. Yeah, it's yeah. Not fifteen pound adults and five for concessions. So again, the pub of you know. Yeah. Don't need booking it through either. No, just turn up. So. Get on down there. Get on down. Get get yourself down. Tomorrow night, tonight, tonight. As if you're listening to this on Thursday, get down though. Right, referee for tomorrow, Alexander. Alexander Stavrev. I was wondering, is he the, the guy off Meerkat.com? <laughs> Well, that's Mike off Alan Perch, mm. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the Mike. It is, yeah. 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 Well, something you ever there, don't you? There you go, yeah. That's, that's Mike. Mike Jordy. Jordy Michael. He's a professional what? boxer, that lad, you know. What, yeah. 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 yeah, I learned something there as well. Yeah, proper knowledge. Good stuff. So, anyway, uh, this, this fellow's from Macedonia. And his, his team is as well. I was looking at the referee's team for tomorrow, and it never ends. We have referee Alexandra Stavrev, assistant referees Marianne Kovoske, <laughs> Dejan Kostadinivo, and they're all from Macedonia. We also have additional <laughs> assistant referees, they stand behind the goals if, yeah, really, if they're not aware. Yeah, Dmitry Makarovsky and Goran Spirakovsky, and they're from Macedonia well, as well. With, with them being from Macedonia? Yeah. Do you not think uh, they might be a little bit biased to us? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because not only that, Rob, <laughs> we've got a fourth Next official, Dijan Nedovkovsky. Mustard. And he's from Macedonia as well. I like how the fourth It's a Macedonian team. They, 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 yeah. I think they do these in teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, reading that, you'd, you'd assume so. Well, I think that's yeah. the way they do it. I like how the fourth yeah. officials are sick. They all travel together instead of coming in from different. We they all speak the same language. We have a. Uh, an observer from UEFA, he's from the Netherlands, his name is Johnny Regwart. <laughs> and we have a delegate as well, and I don't know what he's doing though, but he's from Norway. I think that's what he just met, isn't it? He'll be a, a mate of uh, Thomas Rockney's, no doubt, uh, Dagstina Vestlund. But uh, unbelievably, there is a blog referee observer as well. Now, whatever that is, I don't know. Have you any idea? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Make sure the referee does a good job. Is that that a to you ever. Does a little blog about yeah, it. Yeah, I need one in my blog. You know, European games, right, when they fly in, somebody picks them up from the airport. It's to avoid any corruption. Yeah. So they get taken straight to the oh. place. So that's what you're So I've wasted them thinking pies and I'm saying no. Send the case of eating potato pies. Oh, great. Right, anyway, let's, uh, let's have a little look at uh, the referee. He's from Macedonia, he's 36 years old, he's quite experienced, uh, and he's already refereed in this country, he refereed the Chelsea Sports Pride game last February. So he's, he's, he's not around. I thought you were going to say refereed the Chelsea Flower Show for a minute, then. You say he's quite experienced and he's only 36. He's obviously took up refereeing quite early, hasn't he? Well, you can gain a bit of experience by the time you're 36 in life, you know, as well. Well, as I know in life, but you're yeah. not in refereeing. He could have been, he's been refereeing since he was 14. He started off in the former Yugoslavia. Um, you're making this up now. I, I am, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday league. Yeah. Well, that was Clattenburg when he started, when he became yeah, top flyer. Yeah. Michael Oliver was really young as well. He was yeah. 23, wasn't he, Oliver? Yeah, he got him starting. Atwell. And look how good Atwell is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want some bad news? He's yeah. the ref on Sunday. <laughs> anyway, we'll come to that later on. Right, Maribor. Uh, have we got any facts and figures on Maribor? Anybody know anything about him? Any history, facts at all? Anybody got yeah, anything? Well, I can tell you they're from Slovenia. Yeah, they changed the kit from yellow to purple. Anything else? Got a, new got a new manager. Yeah. Gareth, have you got any information? Do you know when they were formed or anything? Or 
Maribor were formed in 1960. It's the second largest place in Slovenia, located around 80 miles from the capital, Ljubljana. Oh, yeah. Ljubljana. Part of the former... Is that your pronunciation? That's how I say it. Ljubljana, yeah. As part of the former Yugoslavia, they enjoyed a spell in the top flight between 1967 and 1972 and reached the semi-finals of the domestic cup in 1968. But the rest of the club's history in Yugoslavia is fairly unspectacular. Because uh, oh, right. it was dominated by uh, your, your Red Star Belgrades, wasn't it? And your, uh, your others. Manager, they've just got a new manager, Greg. What's his name? Sidopal. You were just working on your pronunciation before. No, he's, he's a lovely John Philippe's one of the strikers. And all John that. Philippe Mende. <laughs> no, that's the yeah. striker, yeah. Yeah, he's a French guy, isn't he? Yeah. We, have we been linked with him in the past? Just trying to think about this. We've been linked with him in the past. I'm sure we have, you know, <laughs> Mende. I'm sure we've been linked with him. Mm. Mm, positive. Anyway, uh, what's this manager's name or where's he come from? He used to be the assistant. I don't know if yeah. he was the previous manager's he's assistant. Well. He's certainly been on the coaching staff, so yeah. it'll be the same style of play. Mm. And comes from Slovenia. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was Slovenian, you could yeah. tell. I could uh, Hear his accent. Paul Wigan's grown very English today. Did he? Very English ground. So you can imagine Drenner, it's a great atmosphere. So I don't like mm. So that's a compliment then, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's a compliment. Very yeah, English. Very good, yeah. Well, if it gets a bit full, it doesn't half generate an atmosphere. But well, Tartar, he's supposed to be Slovenia. Well, it's half empty that you've got a problem. <laughs> what was his name? Terry. Terry the Tartar. Absolutely. Took him a hell of a long time to get over, yeah. It's a profit. Have they played any English Championship teams in the past that we know of? Played, played, Scottish, yeah. um, played Spurs last year. Lost, lost, I mean, I'm sure it's a yeah, lot of media packs, but lost first 1-3-1 and drew the other leg 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, <coughs> at home? They drew, I think they drew at home, I'm just going to stop my head here. Okay, uh, well they drew at home and then they, they, they lost away, I think. But okay. yeah, they definitely played Spurs. Oh, did they qualify, Dan? Have you any idea? I've no idea, but the sort of piece of paper says that, unsurprisingly, Maribor qualified as champions of the Slovenian League, eight points ahead of their nearest rivals. I don't know who they are. The club made it as far as the playoff round in the Champions League, but were entered into the group stages of the Europa League following a 4-1 aggregate loss to the Czech side, Victoria Bulzen. They're in the same group as City, are they? Yeah. yeah. They're in City's Champions League group. <coughs> Do we want to have a go at this game? Do you think it, we should have a, have a full... Rob, what's your views on it? Uh, we've got a balance. That Owen Coyle's got to balance the squad this season. We've got so many games to play. I think in this competition, what I'd do personally is play strong teams at home because you're more likely to get a positive result at home. The away games send a basic like you know we can start it a lot of youth players and stuff like that because you've got a mo- lot more chance of picking points up at home in Europe than you have away. I think we'll see a mixed bag of a team tomorrow. I think we'll see. One or two fringe players with one of the two more established players, but I do expect us to win tomorrow. I think we might see five eh, tomorrow at some stage. He's not featured much as of this season. Greg's favourite player. Good player. I like five. I like players of five. Uh, he, he said today in the press conference, Coyle voices. I think now he wants to start a bit, get a bit of continuity in the side. I don't think he means as of tomorrow. But you know, in terms of the league games, he says I've chopped and changed a lot. And, but now you know, I'm starting to get a feel for what the side like, and he, you know, he wants to keep 
the majority of the side together week by week, which he's not been doing recently, has he? I mean, it's not, not always been his fault. Obviously, we've played three games in six days, but I think he thinks that's now important to, to kick on. Yeah, it's well, tough to get continuity though when you're two strikers. The only two strikers you have are both injured, and it's uh, uh, that's really tough. Tough with formation too. I think, I think the young lad Powell's done all right when he's come in. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's, he's a tough job for us. Consider he's never played there before. You know, he's not played at this level before, and to be thrown in a position he's not used to, he's he's carried the can quite well. He's scored in against Ipswich, and obviously had a perfectly good goal this late at Watford. So I mean. But obviously, yeah, you're right. We, you want your strikers there. You want you want con- continuity up front. I was at the Ipswich game, and one thing I noticed about Powell is whenever the goalkeeper has the ball, he's standing five yards offside on every single mm. kick. He's just not looking across the line at all. And every time the ball went down, he's three or four yards offside. And I noticed that. That happened about nine or ten times, not just once or twice. So I, I, the kid's not used to playing in that position, obviously. He's... Mm. Uh, but he, he did fine. I mean, he never gave up on the ball when he scored against Ipswich. He never gave up, and that was the main thing. The goalkeeper made the bad mistake, but he never gave up on it. So the I mean, he put it away just superbly. I thought he, I thought he'd gone too far with it, yeah, but then he just put it away superbly. So the kid's got the talent. We've had this conversation before, though, about the number of times we've been caught offside this season. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, like when you consider that they're professionals at what they do. You'd think that would be one of the uh, the key components of being a front player. But is no it because they're not out-and-out strikers that are playing that role, or they're not used to it? They're no, I think the culture nowadays with centre-forward and the likes is... I was watching a little bit of the highlights last night, and I can't remember now who it was. Sorry, yeah, it was. It was the um, Celtic. And Celtic had a free kick out on the left-hand side. And Samas, you know, Barcelona had a Samaras. wonderful... Samaras, sorry, thank you. They had a back line. And they kept this back line, and you could see the defenders were talking to one. Keep it, keep it, keep. It. Samaras was three yard in front of him towards the goal, and he didn't budge. And then he started shrugging his shoulders and going nap when he was given offside. So they have, they have this thing uh, forwards at the moment of no, I know that they're going to come to me as soon as he starts running up to kick that ball. They're going to backtrack and put me onside, and they're, and they're waiting for the defenders to make the mistake. The defenders are getting that the other way, if anything. They'd step up and put you offside just mm-hmm. before the ball was played. They wouldn't, they wouldn't drop back. Yeah, but that leaves a danger of somebody coming on the blind side, and yeah. it doesn't matter about that forward. If he's not mm. interfering with play, mm. you won't. But if somebody comes mm. on the blind side, that's what you got to. And that's why they stand offside in free kicks, because the balls aren't supposed to go to them. Mm. But. Uh, but uh, the young kid against Ipswich was offside nine, ten times. Absolutely no need for it. So maybe Fergie was talking about him when he said he was born offside. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So forwards tomorrow, Paul. Do you think we'll uh, think Paul may start? Well, tomorrow? yeah. I mean, the other two, the other two are definitely there. So I can only see Paul up up top with McManaman and, and possibly Dicko. You know, just playing off him because I think McLean's possibly a little bit. Under the weather, judging by his Twitter account today, so uh, oh, a bit of a cold. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so uh, I think my he's sick. Is, yeah, mm. uh, he's training though, so you never know. Mm. Right, so uh, yeah, so team selection it, it's going to be a bit of mix it up a bit. Yeah, with I think. think to add to what Rob was saying, I, I would in this in this competition, I will go with as weak a squad as you can get away with without people giving you stick. I think we'd have seen Crane tomorrow, but he's injured as well, isn't he? Mm. So, is he? Yeah. yeah, he's got a neck injury. You use this to rotate players, keep people ticking over, and, and allow all these players to gel, and like Greg said, start to pull some continuity now. 
But well, as Barry said yeah. earlier, you know, I mean, years ago we would have only dreamt of making yeah. our European debut, and it's mm-hmm. our European home game yeah. debut tomorrow, you know, you know and yeah. I think it's we should sort of turn out a performance and do our best, especially against bottom club Maripol, mm-hmm. should we going for it. You listen to Carl speak, though, and I'm sure he will make sure of that, because he knows the occasion, doesn't he? He's, yeah. saying he's been very big talking yeah. about the occasion, and he's going to do the town proud and everything. I don't think he, they're going to be coming out to, you know... Through the motions, yeah, I yeah. think they're gonna. It's not just words. You know. He knows that. Yeah, I think he knows that if he did put a weak inside out, we got yeah. murdered four 0 He'd probably get it in the yeah. neck. And he was saying, you know, we're talking about the Zulta game. He says, I was just gutted there wasn't a program there to pick up. So he knows how big it is for the fans and stuff. So I, I can't see his rolling over at all. Mm. Not 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 for one game in this competition. I think as regards the selection, I think his hands been very strong all the winter with with, with who, who is actually available. But I, I think you know, echoing uh, Gavin's thoughts here is. It's Wigan's first ever bloody home European game. I think we owe it. Um, the club owes us a good, a good show with a good, uh, good lineup. Um, after this one, then I think he is able to relax things or uh, force the issue with trying to make sure every home game in Europe we have our full strength side or not. But I do, I do think though this is the first one sets a precedent. The world's media is going to be focused on the DW tomorrow. Yeah, and and. That- that raises a point with me, and especially with the world's media being there. And the, it's been announced today that under UEFA guidelines, we're not allowed to sell beer at the DW Stadium. So, can, well, can I ask what were they selling at FC Bruges? Not alcoholic now? beer. Not alcoholic beer yeah, for about four euros for half a pound. So. Yeah, they were. It's a good guy. I smuggled my vodka in. No, they realised though, did they? They were all <laughs> half cut from the Bruce. That really was non alcoholic yeah, beer. Yeah, non alcoholic Give over. No, it's not. It was, yeah. Was it still non alcoholic beer in that, out of that caravan in the holding pen thing? That was that non alcoholic beer. Was it? Was it? <laughs> well, why do you think you only take it to your seats? Yeah, it was. No, it's one thing drinking it in the concourse. They were smoking in the seats. The stewards were smoking and drinking. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a smoking man over there, is there? <laughs> right, the show were the Belgians, aren't they? This was smoking man over there. Yeah, European, is it? Sorry, sorry, yeah. But no, no, it was not alcoholic. Yeah, you're not allowed to. We're not. Um, apparently, I was told earlier on today that you're not allowed to drink in the corpus or anything. But someone at the club told me no. I think that's great how they never said anything about it, just carried on selling and selling nice. and selling. <laughs> so they thought everybody had had to have a drink at the stadium, so everybody thought they were getting tanks up on yeah. an extra beer. That's about 20 quid. Some placebo effect, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had one and then that was it, It was because it was horrible. It ate you, didn't it? Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't bit. bothered what was in it, it just tasted like shite. And while I was standing there, rain was filling it back up as quick as I could drink it. <laughs> it's probably getting more alcoholic with the rain, isn't it? Yeah. This is not a wine up, no. it was generally non alcoholic beer on sale and no alcoholic beer. And people were saying they were buying different strength beers, they had, No, that's not true. No, yeah, no, it's just it's just really I think, yeah, I think, I think yeah. people have been able to taste it, but everyone just thought, well, this is just a weaker beer than the 9% we've just been drinking in the square. And they don't care anyway, it was just beer, it was going down like water, so... <laughs> Did it be? It was water. It was Jupiter, wasn't it? Yeah, it worked. I can't, it worked, it worked. It was in Jupiter glasses, because we had cups. the plastic. It definitely wasn't a Jupiter no. pump, I can confirm that, and I can't, but I can't remember. Somebody should have just, no one asked, what is this we're drinking? They just got on with it. Everyone's just going up to the bar, supping it, going up to the bar, supping it, and then they didn't know before kick-off. 
So I thought, you know, yeah. Good hot dogs, though. Fantastic. I'll agree with that, because I had one of them hot dogs, it was Happy great. Dog. Right. They were real. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's, uh, let's have some, some uh, predictions then for, for the game tomorrow. We'll start off with Paul and work round. Go on, you can go first. Uh, one apiece. <coughs> Two. One apiece. No, one. I know, I know, I know. One, one apiece. Gareth? Three nil. <laughs> Go on, Three nil. Two odds. Two odds. Brilliant. I'm Min? saying two nil. To Wigan. Terry? One zip. Two. To the one team. We're going to be well up for it, even without the striker. I think we'll still win tomorrow. Two one. Okay. You can see them stretching. You've seen them stretching <laughs> and playing <laughs> the arse. <laughs> with, no, with no balls. <laughs> well, I don't know, you never say it, Kai. You don't know, Dave. You don't know how good these are. You don't know if they're brilliant, you don't know if they're terrible. Um, I'm going to go two on that. It's just got out of confidence. Paul? I think, by all accounts, they're a pretty decent team, these. I think they might take the lead, might even score two goals, but I've got a feeling that Wigan are going to be so up for it. First European game, they're going to. Edge a thriller, three two. Three two. Oh, there you go. Dolphest. I was going to say two all, but go on three two to Wigan. Three two. I was just going to go for a, a, a Doha one nil win towards. I think that's where we'll go. I had a five four defeat in it. Better than a five four defeat, yeah. Just, Talking of five four. Just fours. a point before you one. move on. We're not actually going to be playing at the DW Stadium tomorrow, are we? No, we're playing at the Wigan Stadium. The Wigan, Wigan Athletic, Wigan Athletic, Athletic Stadium. stadium yes. yeah. Why is that? It's a UEFA U- U- guidelines on branding. Like, for example, <laughs> the, yeah. 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 Well, the, um, the Etihad becomes Eastlands on the European match day, and uh, Emirates Stadium. I don't know that Ashburton Grove is it or right. So, Sunday, we move on to Sunday. Back to the real stuff. The bread and butter. We've got Blackburn in town, and just when we thought it couldn't get any worse, Stuart Atwell is down to referee the game. Who's um, she? Who? Who's she? Well, possibly the worst referee after Anthony Taylor that has ever graced a football. Phil Dowd. Oh, the worst and don't. There's been a few contenders this season already. Yeah, but this fella takes the biscuit, doesn't he? Atwell, awful. The phantom goal, remember the phantom goal? Yep. Uh, Who was that? Watford. It was at Watford. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Was he the one? Was it Lee Catamore he sent off down here? That was da- yeah. down here. That yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. He, uh, the, the that was, he sent Gary Caldwell off at Man City. Well. Do you remember when oh, Tevez went yeah. in and two-footed on him and he sent Caldwell Yeah, but he saw, two, he saw oh, two feet going. Yeah. Couldn't tell the difference between blue and bright orange. <laughs> yeah, but he's just yeah. bad though, isn't he? So he might be bad for them, you never know. Was, yeah. was he not guilty of giving Black so the ball from the corner? No, let's not make excuses before kick off. Yeah, it's the way you got to look at it. He could be bad for both teams. Well, they are bad for both teams, and it's, 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 I just think it's awful. The worry, I'm, the worry I've got is, you know when we always chase a player, and we never get them, and then we play against <laughs> them, and they net a hat-trick? Jordan Rhodes. on Sunday, and he's yeah. there, he goes for fun, so... He's 9-7, aren't he? Yeah. Is it 7-9? Well, I know where that mortgage is going. <laughs> yeah, he's scored a few. Yeah. Well, they, they won on Tuesday night, didn't they? They beat Watford 1-0. One, no, was it 1-0? 1-0. One yeah. one yeah. Jordan Rhodes, yeah. cracking out of not it? Um, anyway, so we've got Blackburn in town. We've, we've previously met them 18 times and we've only won four games. Blackburn's won 11. But in fairness, most of those were in the early days when we were a lower league team and it was Lancashire Cup stuff and Little Woods Cup stuff, etc. That's some good games against them as well, haven't we? We've had some storm as well. Oh, if you look, there's, uh, I've, I've written down here the last three meetings. And if you look at 
the last the last three meetings were three absolutely cracking games. Even though one was a one nil, at those they went down that night. If you yeah, remember, yeah. that was the last time. And that was the thing that saved us, right? That was the game that kept yeah. us in the league. Yeah, yeah. that was the day I walked up that hill, soaking wet, and didn't give a stuff. It's the only game most famously. Yeah, I'm going with this. The chicken on the pitch. The chicken, yeah. I've seen your kubu chasing it round. That's a game. Caldwell razzing like a salmon at the pole. Alcaraz Alcaraz scored that goal. Where's he these days? He's injured. He's injured. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, up with Albert Cruzat somewhere, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> he's unemployed. And then we had a 3 3 at our place in the November, oh. which was talking of the phantom goals, yeah. or phantom corners. Corner to himself. Pedersen. James McCarthy's goal in that game was magnificent. They scored yeah. two, didn't they? Yeah. Two, two, the one with the quick feet and yeah. buried it. Probably it? his best goal for us. But that was on the back of. We've, put in some shocking displays up to that game didn't we and we've been on a run of about 80 feet one after other and that stopped the, the run that, yeah that game. was one of those games where you needed something yeah and we, and we were unlucky to only get a draw out of we were yeah it was it Dave Jones yeah. 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 yeah you get sent off for that no. No, no, no. He's made okay. the 95th yeah, minute. I remember, I remember going mad about that at the game, saying, how the hell was that a penalty? And I saw it and on the like, That's how it's a penalty, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was from the corner, <laughs> corner kick, I believe, wasn't yeah, it? Was came it? out from a corner and he rushed out with yeah. It's just insane, wasn't it? <laughs> and then in February of 2011, we played Blackburn down here and we beat some 4 3. That was played in a swamp, wasn't it? 5 3. 5-3, 2 hat tricks. 4-3, no, you're so thinking further back. You're going further back? Yeah. Double hat trick game. 4-3. Played on a swamp, wasn't it? Yeah. It was absolutely oh, lashing yeah. down that day. Can you remember yeah. the scorers from that night? I think, McCarthy. I think that was the game McCarthy got. Scored. Scored. Was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was the game he did that tippy-tappy, wasn't it? Yeah. Jason Roberts did scored. Did Crusat? You did, he scored the first goal. Did Crusat get the winner in that one? No, he scored in the 3-3. The 3 Yeah. Is that his only goal? His first goal, definitely, yeah. Uh, who? Albert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, at the moment, they're uh, in eighth spot in the table on 19 <coughs> points, and they've scored 16 goals, of which Jordan Rhodes has got nine of those. Check him out, early doors will be sorted. Mm. That's after a bad start, though. They started very badly, didn't yeah. they? The first three games, they lost two and through the first game, didn't they? Yeah. So, They've actually got 14 points from the last seven games. It's a good bit of form, aren't they? Sounds yeah. that, but I'd rather play in there, like you say. I think they're getting a bit of stability now, so with Gary Boyer there. Mm. And I'd rather play in there when you know, they get still finding their feet a little bit. They've got a good chance for us. I think they might be a good side of promotion contenders towards the back end of the season. So, uh, Blackburn, are they playing anybody seen them at all this season? Seen anything on them? No idea where they play. I think that's the thing with a football league show, isn't it? You don't get to see these teams, yeah. do you? It's shocking, isn't it? You, you, get you can see the goals, don't yeah. you? I mean, you, you, what you can see is Jordan Rhodes can finish. Mm. Yeah. That definitely, you, you can say that. So the big rumours were that we were, we were still after him on loan, weren't they? Mm. Uh, any movement? Well, I mean, the only way they can push it through is a loan with a view to a permanent. Now, Blackburn are obviously not going to loan him to Wigan for yeah. three months until the money comes through, are they? So... I think the best thing, the best case is, you know, we get him in January, but obviously we've, we've got to, you know, he stays there in the meantime and all these time, all these games, he's, <laughs> goals he's banging in for them. Mm. 
Does anybody know how much we offered for this kit? I don't think there was ever a formal offer because we, was, we were waiting for the McCarthy money and it came through so late. There was, there was an interest and, yeah. you know, they were asking to be kept abreast of the situation. Where I don't think it ever materialised into this is an offer which it yeah. might never, yeah, never got turned down kind of thing. I never. think a lot of the rumours from that came from the Blackburn end because I think they wanted to, I think they want to sell him because, you know, they need a bit of money, don't they? They need to, I think they all us feel quite a bit for him still. And I think with them trying to leak out that we're interested, we're interested, it'd perk up a few Premier League clubs to come in with a big mm, bid. And yeah, like Paul said, he's playing so well at the moment, it's not really helping our chances of actually getting him in January because, I mean, there's going to be Premier League clubs sniffing around this lad. So Especially ones that are struggling at the moment, yeah. you know, like Sunderland, they might be looking yeah. and thinking we need someone guaranteed. But as a Premier League club, is he a Premier League player? I don't mean that sort of disrespectful. He's not like Lukaku, well, he, he brings other aspects to his game, is it? He's just. He's just a goal scorer. Well, you won't know. The thing with a player like him, you won't know until he gets to that yeah. level. It's like I say, he's not, he doesn't yeah. offer, offer anything other than scoring goals, but end of the day, that's what football's about, isn't it? Of course it, it is, yeah. yeah. Of course it he, is. And he can finish. But, but you know what these coaches are like. They're like, like, you think about Martinez, he likes his strikers to bring so much more to, it, to yeah. the team than just scoring goals, doesn't he? Yeah. In fact, with Martinez, that was one of the, the, the things, you know, the least things he, he was concerned with. There's a lot of players who I think have made the steps to the Premier League, once the Premier League, sorry, too soon. I mean, the one that sticks out to me as well is, is Beckford, who went to Everton and he, you know, he had a few seasons. Oh, he's crappy. He was terrible. He's, got, he's, got he's the, no touch. He's good in the Championship. He's never, he weren't. He weren't, he was not he he was awful. He's awful. Yeah, he was fine. He's no touch. He was I, I, I knew he'd fall flat on his face in. <laughs> no, I always I, I didn't know at all. I thought he'd fall flat on his face because he's no touch. His first touch is so, yeah. it, it's shocking. There's another player as well who was scoring goals and fun in the championship, Jason Scotland. Yeah. Again, again talking of first touches. No, no, that's what, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of players who can score goals for fun in the championship, not making the Premier League. Nathan yeah. Allison, another. Whether there was extenuating circumstances there, I don't know. Mm. But you know, there's, there's a lot of players who you just fail to make that jump, <coughs> especially strikers. So maybe he's maybe he's bad in his time, he wants a season or two and, and the thing. He, when he when he speaks, have you seen him interview, he, he seems like a sensible lad and seems like he's got his head screwed on, he reminds me a bit of McCarthy and that and that you know, he's not daft, he's so you, you maybe you're thinking he's he's gonna give it another year to in the championship which might help our chances in January, I don't know. Looks the other way though, doesn't it? I mean like you look at Ricky Lambert in League One in the yeah. championship and I would never have said he would score goals in the champion mm. in the Premier League. True. And he's just Banging, I mean, some players just grants off. Some players can just step mm. up. Well, what about the lad who played against us the other week, David Nugent? He was the one who stepped up too soon, didn't he? Up to mm. the Premier, he was banging them in. Oh. How many of his goals this season have come in by the penalty spot? Or? Most of them. I think he's only scored two from open play. Yeah, two or is it one? Uh, has he got seven or six? Mm. Yeah, it's roughly that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Gareth, any stats on Blackburn? Our stat man? Like I said, they drew the first game, lost the next two against Forest and against Doncaster. They then won 5-2 five, five, against Barnsley, 4-1 against Bolton, drew with Burnley, which is very good. They lost to Leicester. We can understand that. Leicester beat us quite easily, didn't they? Blackburn nil, Huddersfield nil, Bournemouth one, Blackburn three. So they beat Bournemouth, so... And then they beat Watford. We couldn't. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough game. That yeah. was a big win for me. That was one. You know, a lot of their other wins there have come against sides who, you know, they probably should be beating. Like, you know, you've got there's two sides of the relegation for in Burnsley and Bolton. 
So Who's that again? Bolton. Right. You know, mm. The bottom of the league, aren't they? Where are they based? Uh, just in Orich up the road, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Right, so how, how, are going to see, how do we see Sunday going then? What, what we uh, start off with down this time? How do you see Sunday down? Well, if you look at it this way, we're going to be resting one or two players tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Our best players, mm-hmm. possibly. Grant Holt's being rested, I believe. That's right, yeah. Hopefully Holt can be back. That'd be a big boost because we really have missed him. Though, I have to say, in the last couple of games, we've really shown some signs of breaking through. Mm-hmm. And there is the possibility that we could go on a little mini winning room so I'm hoping for a win right any score prediction then oh sorry 2-0 yeah. <laughs> to Wigan 2-0 to Atlantics. Yeah. Paul I think the biggest problem with, with us on Sunday will be backing up from Thursday obviously they'll have an extra couple of days rest and all the emotion and the excitement of, of the Europa Europa League I think Rhodes is absolutely nailed on to score isn't it there's nothing surer but I think we'll fight our way back and I think it'll be a 1-1 draw Great. Wigan Athletic 2, Jordan Rhodes 2. <laughs> All roads lead to Blackburn. <laughs> yes, uh, going to be a tough game. Jordan Rhodes scores goals for fun. I can't see his keeping a clean sheet. Uh, I, I reckon we might sneak this. We've got to win our own games. I'm optimistic we're going to win 2-1. Sorry? I'm going to go with Greg. I think it'll be 2 2. And I, I think uh, Rhodes will score both of them. I don't know where he got that from. Reading my mind, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just worry about this team because of the formation rather than anything else. I, playing 4 5 1 at home to me just. I, I, was, I went to the Ipswich game and I came away just shaking my head. I, you know, I, it just confused the hell out of me. I think we all did with Ipswich. Mm. Uh, oh, I, you know, mm. yeah. I've never said all the, the injured strikers doesn't yeah. help our cause. Yeah. Does well, it doesn't, but uh, it looks like you're going to play a 4 5 1 regardless of who's fit and who's not, and that worries me more than anything else. I'll go for 2 2. Mate? Uh, I think we'll carry on with the euphoria of tomorrow night and also like tonight tonight's results against the uh, Slovenians and I think we'll carry through another comfortable 3-2 win <laughs> comfortable 3-2 <laughs> <three, two, laughs> another exciting game against the Rovers mm-hmm. yeah. definitely Gareth I'm going for a clean sheet Good I on love you. a clean sheet yeah. 1-0 Wigan you like your clean sheets don't you I do, yeah. call you Daz <laughs> 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 I don't get how someone who likes clean sheets can like Wigan Athletic. A <laughs> <laughs> season, you've never got one. <laughs> well, anyway, Carl's carry on. Yeah, it was very important. <laughs> Most important. Paul, how do you see the uh, Sunday game going? Well, everybody's giving Jordan Rose a big build up. And we're right with Gareth, clean sheet, nailed on. Nailed on. Thomas Ronier will have a rest on Thursday, he'll come back and they'll put the partnership back together and clean sheet. So, 2 0. 2 0. I'm, yes. I'm, uh, I'm with you too. I think we're going to do them. I think the euphoria, although it's still a bit draining sometimes, I think, but I still think it'll, it'll carry us through. The fact that we want to show Jordan Rhodes what he can actually come and achieve with us will encourage us to put a good performance on. And uh, Bernard and Rodney are a, a cracking partnership for me, and I think we're going to win 2 0. Can I just give a final plug for our bike ride to Blackpool in two? It's two weeks on Friday, okay. ahead of the game on the, uh, the Sky game on the Saturday. If anybody wants to join us, Neil Rim has signed up. we about 20 out of us. Get in touch with Barry at the website or tweet at Joseph's Goal and uh, 
come and join us cycling to Blackpool hopefully getting three points brilliant stuff so uh, I've joined you but I've just got a puncher not my bike me <laughs> <laughs> anyway with that it's a good night from me it's a good, good night, night from, from, night from us Slovenia Time for Slovenia Say it's not all